Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Happy first day of spring. I'm recording this on the 20th of March, and it is officially spring, and outside my window, it is dark and gray and cold and gloomy, which is okay because we had bright sunshine and 64 degrees yesterday. So I can tell it's spring when our weather gets a little schizophrenic, and it's snowing one day and 70 the next. So I think you can probably relate pretty much anywhere you live because the weather is a little bit unpredictable. So this week, I have had a lot of experience with the topic that we're going to talk about with negativity and negative emotion. Um, My husband, if you've been listening, had a hemorrhagic stroke about four weeks ago, and he was scheduled to have a brain embolization earlier this week. And it was scheduled for Thursday. And on Wednesday afternoon, we got a call from the neurosurgery office and they said, your insurance has not approved this procedure, saying that it's not necessary. (laughs) And I freaked out because I was very angry and sad and upset and frustrated and hurt because we have been planning for this procedure so that my husband's brain would be stable and not at risk of bleeding again from the AV fistula that was determined to have burst and caused his stroke. And so he could start getting back to quote unquote normal life and we could kind of put this behind us and move forward. So my brain is really good at compartmentalizing and being like, okay, that's done, that's taken care of. And anytime it gets a curveball, it goes back to freaking out and being a hot mess. And because I've done years of work in reclaiming my brain, I can usually get it back in sync pretty quickly, which decreases a lot of that pressure and stress and negative energy, because obviously that's the goal. Life is always happening. There are always things that happen that are, you know, curveballs and out of left field and very uncertain. But the more emotional intelligence and emotional capacity we develop, and the more that we're consciously aware of what's going on in our brain, the more quickly we can get things back in flow and harmony and alignment, which benefits us in the long term because that acute stressor serves as more of a beacon to help us understand what's going on and take inspired, um, aligned action with our integrity and our values versus just freaking out and then we're reacting from a trigger and we're not thinking clearly, we're not using our higher intelligence and our higher skills to kind of navigate through what could be a difficult or challenging situation. And so I want to offer first, as we start talking about negative feelings, that positive or negative is a judgment in itself, right? As humans, we like to categorize things into neat boxes so we can kind of put them up on a shelf and be like, yep, that's our positive emotion. Yep, that's our negative emotion. Those are all human constructs. So in essence, we are beings that have emotions and we feel those physical sensations in our body and we take action or don't take action from them, which creates our results. So... (laughs) 
as we're talking about negative feelings, just keep that in mind because what feels negative to you may be a little bit different than what feels negative to your friend, relative, or neighbor, and that's okay. And we don't have to label things as negative. And sometimes just peeling away that label and just being like, I'm having a feeling or an emotion right now is helpful as we navigate through reclaiming our brain and taking back control of ourselves. So most things that we classify as negative feel terrible or feel gross or icky and we want to resist them because they're uncomfortable. And we automatically have this tendency to go into that fight or flight response from our primitive brain and kind of push against them and try to get rid of them (laughs) so we can numb them or avoid them or resist them or just shut down against them. It's usually whatever mechanism you learned early in childhood, you're still hanging on to that at some subconscious level unless you've done this work. And so buffering is one way that we resist emotions, and we're going to talk about that next week's episode. And buffering is basically an activity or something we do to kind of give us our, give ourselves a hit of dopamine, which is that feel-good chemical. So we're like, huh, we don't have to deal with that anymore. So for me, it was eating for a long time. So I would be uncomfortable or frustrated or angry or even bored and I would eat and then I'd get that hip, hit of dopamine and I'd be like, okay, cool, we're back on track. So you know you're buffering if in the moment it, you feel better, but then afterwards there's a net negative effect. So there's something else that you have to deal with as a result of whatever action you took to distract yourself from the behavior. So like I said, we're going to talk more about that next week. But this week, just be aware if there is something that comes up for you that's uncomfortable or that you push against and start noticing that because that will be really helpful as we move into the talk about buffering. So I wrote down some um, negative emotions and then some things that people might call positive emotions. So for negative, I have shame, blame, guilt, anger, frustration, sadness, and judgment. And then I wrote down positive emotions, which can sometimes feel uncomfortable for people if you've had a really hard life or a lot of trauma or discomfort in your childhood. Even joy, happiness, celebration, compassion, and openness and kindness towards yourself can feel uncomfortable, but technically it's labeled as positive. So as we talk about this, just kind of have a situation or a circumstance in mind where you may the last time you felt kind of uncomfortable and you want to push away from it or if you have just a quick negative situation where you felt an emotion you were like oh you know we're going to kind of go back and reframe that in your brain so that the next time it comes up it's a little bit easier for you to kind of shift from labeling it and then falling deeper into the negativity river and kind of move towards shifting towards a love and compassion for yourself. So our negative feelings and emotions are there to protect us and kind of alert us, kind of like what we've talked about in the past about that acute stress response. It's a built-in warning system, which is awesome. But then as humans, if we haven't done this work to kind of grow and evolve, we tend to hang on to it and we drag it under with us versus allowing it to pull us up to safety. And we can get tangled in the weeds in the river of our discomfort and we thrash around and then we get distracted and we get stuck. And I want to offer today some steps you can take towards shifting this when negative emotions come up so that you don't feel stuck or dragged down or triggered by them. Or if you do feel triggered, you can tap into your prefrontal cortex, which is your higher intelligence, to open up and kind of slow down and relax into that 
versus fighting against it, which ultimately creates that net negative effect, which causes the experience of negativity to last longer. And this, my friends, is the crux of unraveling chronic stress and then using our acute stress as a guidance system to show us how we can move forward and grow with love and compassion and tap back into our inner wisdom, no matter what the situation is. So at this point, I want to bring up and tell you a story that's based on Native American um, folklore and ancestry. And it's a tale that they tell about negative emotion and positive emotion and the battle between fear and love that lives inside all of us because I think it illustrates it so well. And it also ties into the concepts that I share on almost every episode that small steps add up And the thing that we practice the most is the one that becomes our default. So right now, unconsciously or subconsciously, we all have a default setting that we tend towards to because it's the path that we've walked most frequently. And with practice, we can redirect our path to one that will serve us in long term, in our emotional capacity, in our mental capacity and our physical health. So mental, emotion, and physical health can all improve when we become more conscious and we do this inner growth work. So this is called The Tale of Two Wolves. So I'm going to tell you this and then we're going to go through some steps you can take when negativity comes up in your life. One evening, an elderly Cherokee brave told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, my son, The battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It is anger, envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The grandson thought about this for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old grandfather simply replied, the one that you feed more. And this kind of, I love this story because it illustrates how much power we have over this battle that rages inside of all of us. We all have love. We are all love at our core. But this gets buried under years and piles of poop and fear and hesitation. And these create our limiting beliefs and our limiting ideas that we have about ourselves and our possibility and our lives. And then we spend the bulk of our adulthood either struggling or suffering against these self-imposed limiting beliefs that we don't realize are just beliefs. We think they're truths. We think that they're actual reality Because whatever we believe creates our reality. So that is why our mindset and our thoughts are so powerful. So if you're struggling with anything in your life, bring it back to your mindset. And I'm going to teach you some simple ways to get started. This is the deeper work that I do with my clients and we get such profound results. It's almost like you've had these dark, um, narrow goggles on for your entire life And the work that we do together, we take the glasses off and then you can see. And it can be kind of scary at first because you realize, oh my gosh, 
this has been going on this entire time and I had no idea. And for me, when I started this, it was really easy to go back into like blaming and shaming myself and being like, what the heck? Are you stupid? You should have figured this out already. Because especially as high achieving professional women, we have this tendency to think that we should, we should be able to figure this out. We should be able to do it on our own. We shouldn't need help. We shouldn't have to ask for help. And you can hear all of those shoulds and shouldn'ts, which are society, you know, societal conditioning and built-in beliefs. So we've created this box for ourselves where we're stuck inside and we can't get out. And the key is to simply release and ask for help. And then the whole world is in front of you in an expansive way and anything is possible. So if you are ready to do this deeper work and explore what's actually possible for you, I want to invite you to email me at info at thriveArena.com to set up a free consultation call to talk about anything and anything that you're struggling with right now that you want to get a sense of closure or success over, or just to feel more empowered and more in control of your day-to-day life, which will influence and impact not only your health, but the health of everyone around you. And it will increase your longevity. It'll increase your enjoyment in life. And you'll have this sense of inner peace after doing this work. And it's so important because this is our growth as humans, is to grow past our previous fight or flight limitations and to really expand into what's possible for us. All right, so that story, like I said, it illustrates whatever wolf or whatever tendencies or whatever practice we feed is the one that will get stronger and grow. So what are some steps that you can take to increase your emotional capacity when you feel negativity coming up in your life, whatever that looks like for you? These steps will ultimately protect you against the buildup of chronic stress, which is the type of stress that drains, damages, overwhelms us, and hurts our health, both physical, mental, and emotional. So the first step is to just be aware of what you're feeling. Be able to identify your feeling, see what it feels like in your body so that every time it comes up, you can tap into it faster and faster. And this is part of the work that I do with my clients. It is so powerful to just be aware of what's going on because a lot of times we have this vague sense of what's going on, but we kind of just ignore it or push it away because it doesn't feel quite good. And when you're in a safe, non-judgmental, confidential, objective, luxurious coaching relationship, you can kind of just exhale and just let it all out and no one's judging you. We're just sitting together, looking at your brain, seeing what's going on, identifying what the emotions are, and then tying it back into how you can use this to grow in your life and find resolution for any struggles and suffering. So first identify and then ask yourself, what is this trying to tell me? You have an intuitive sense that something's not right, and it's usually some type of fear poking at you or trying to protect you, and a lot of times it's just a default reaction, and it can show up when you're just simply trying something new, or you're not you know, well-practiced in a different habit or pathway, and I see this a lot with people who overeat. We set up this, this plan, and we have this goal, and we're like, all right, we're going to hit it. And then in the moment when you get home after work and you're feeling just kind of frazzled or frustrated with what happened at work that day and it's another hour or two before dinner and you're like, I'm just exhausted. I need to pick me up. 
all that resolve goes out the window if you're not aware of what's actually going on inside you. And this is where people give into their food urges. And you know, it's like scrolling on social media or avoiding doing something at work. When you've made a plan, this is where we kind of self-sabotage. So asking yourself just, what do I need right now? What is, what is my emotion trying to tell me? And then last, you want to listen and you want to thank your primitive brain for doing what it's supposed to do, which is alerting you and it, it's protecting you. And then you want to use your prefrontal cortex, your evolved brain, your higher intelligence to powerfully decide what you want to do with the information as you continue on your path versus stepping off the path, self-sabotaging, doing the thing that you said you weren't going to do. And this is something I work with my clients. When we create our goal path and our goal plan, we talk about the obstacles in the way and we create strategies for when they come up. So you're armed with all the skills and the tools that you need. And then we kind of go through each week, like what went well, what didn't go well, what can we do better next week to get you to the goal that you have. So as we listen and thank ourselves, this is very powerful because it helps to rewire your neural circuitry in your brain to continue to do its default and alert you to possible danger, but also to allow you to be in charge of what you do with the information versus your default setting of reacting to it, you know, avoiding, resisting, wallowing, or getting stuck in that fear response. And then it also helps to build your self-concept and the trust and confidence that you have in yourself when these, uh, these situations come up. And this happens in a million different ways each and every day, but we're so entrenched in our default patterns until we apply awareness to it, we just keep moving forward in the same direction. So when we truly want to do this deeper work and grow and change and accomplish big things in our life, because we're all capable of that. It helps to kind of, this help, these three steps will help you slow down to start integrating change into your life. So again, to review, anytime you're feeling negative, frustrated, angry, sad, upset, you're kind of feeling triggered, or you go into that kind of like fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response, which is your default, primitive brain protecting you, you wanna first ask yourself, what am I feeling? Identify that feeling in you. Next, ask what it's trying to tell you. How is it trying to help you right now? And then you want to listen to it, thank it, and let it go and decide consciously and awarely what you want to do with that information versus just reacting to it. So this is where our power is, is how we respond to any and every situation. And like with anything, this takes practice. It's not a one and done as much as we wish it was. We can just download everything into our brain and then we're good to go. I just want you to know that you can do this all day, every day. And I've got, this is just one way that I help my clients grow and evolve and make their life easier so that they can thrive in anything life throws their way. And this is exactly what I did last week when the insurance was saying they didn't want to approve the procedure. I, you know, I had my moment of freak out. I regrouped. And then I said, okay, what can we do? And I talked with my husband. We started calling the insurance. We were told it wasn't denied. It just hadn't been approved. And we had to actively work to shift, me more so than him, because he's in a very zen place right now after this hemorrhage. (laughs) Life is in focus for him. And I'm kind of jealous because he just went from zero to 100, like he was plugged into the matrix and downloaded all the programs. And I'm here like still swimming hard against the current. 
but that's okay because I know that's the, how I get stronger. And then we shifted to focusing on, we're going to call the insurance. This is our plan. We're going to trust and have faith that we can handle whatever comes up, whether the procedure is approved last minute, which it was, or whether we have to wait three or four more weeks, we can handle this. We can do hard things. And that's part of building that self-trust, that self-concept that increases your confidence and your ability to have your own back in any situation, positive, negative, or however you label it. All right, my friends, that's what I have for you today. I love hearing from you, and I know that listening and applying this work will change your life for the better. The more we thrive, the more we can help those around us thrive, and we can lead by example, which is so much fun for our peers and then also our next generations. As I mentioned last week, I do need your help. Please, please, please take 30 seconds to leave me a podcast review. This will help boost our visibility on all the podcast platforms and our ratings so that we can reach more people and help them thrive in their mental and emotional health as they reclaim their brains. And I also want to give a big shout out and a thank you to all the people who responded last week and wrote me a review. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to help me thrive as you thrive. If you want more free ways to thrive, you can click the link in the show notes to download your free Thrive in 5 guide where you'll learn exactly how to slay your stress and thrive confidently in five minutes or less per day. Come on, guys. It's a no-brainer. Who doesn't want to feel better every day? As with all things, the more we practice, the easier it gets. If you're feeling discouraged, just take it as a sign that maybe you just take a breath, you give yourself a mental hug, and then you keep on going. Let's thrive together, my friends, one small step at a time. All right, you have a beautiful week. Again, happy first week of spring. I hope your weather cooperates and you're able to get outside and enjoy it. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions to feel better and live joyfully, Click the link in the show notes to join my email list to get joy delivered straight to your inbox. It is never too late to reclaim your brain and thrive in your life.